Welcome everybody to the King Mexico podcast. And today I have a very special guest. He is big on this crypto art. We're going to get to know more about him. Let him know who you are. Hello, I'm Mike Ray. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles. Missed our last scheduled interview, which I sincerely apologize for. I've been looking forward to popping on here and having some words with you, man. You've been really supportive of my work. And uh, I see you really active, you know, um, just in the space of supporting people of all kinds. So it's it's I'm happy that you even gave me the opportunity to be on, man. Thank you very much. And my apologies on grocery shopping. That's all good, man. I told you it's all organic here. Whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you have to do something. You have to, you know, go grocery shopping. You know, it's hectic yeah. out here. <laughs> well, it's three hours uh, uh, earlier here in L.A., so... Yeah, but like, yeah. You, like you was telling me, it's currently chilly out there. Everybody expects LA to be all hot t-shirt weather all the time, but it does drop out there, same way it does out here in New York. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, out toward Vegas, which is only four hours away, it gets even colder. You, you've heard how in the desert it gets cold at night. You could like die out there. Like it's oh, yeah, super yeah, hot yeah. in the day, and then at night that temperature drops and you could freeze to death. Oh, yeah, but it's a beautiful drive. Trust me, man. I've done the drive from L.A. all the way to um Vegas. That, okay. That strip road is ridiculous, man. You just want to nice, hit it. It's nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. route. It's, it's, there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut at all. No, and, you know, I'm surprised it's not more congested. Like, it's, it's usually I've never made that drive and just, like, you know, traffic, you know, bumper to bumper or nothing. No, it's nothing like that. When you make that drive, it's like car. You just like sometimes it's like miles. You just alone on that road. And you would think there's more people on that. Yeah, road. if anything, be careful not to fall asleep. That's that's <laughs> the you know. That's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um So you got what is that? Brooklyn behind you? That's, oh yeah, uh, that, that's my neighborhood right there. It's Bushwick. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Man, right I, I, I miss New York, man. I lived on 127th and 5th in Harlem until 2012, and then I moved out here. Oh, nice. You know, man. is it night and day? Man, the rents were shooting through the roof in New York. You know that. And then the gentrification in Harlem got crazy, and it just reached a point where, like, quality of life, man. Like, the one thing, as much as I love New York, the idea that you got to go way out of your way to get fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff, depending where you live, all you have are the bodegas and they're just killing you every day and it's not healthy. And then when you can get, you know, the better stores, they just jack up the price on all those products, you know? Yeah. So it was just wearing on me. Like I always tell people it's different New York's depending on your income level, like how, you know, how you're going to enjoy the city. I agree, because when it comes down to eating, too, it's like either you're going to eat fast food or you're going to pay for a little bit more pricier food. That's going to be a, lo- a whole lot better for you. Yeah. But it's like me where yeah. I work. I work. Right. And everybody's like, oh, you're going to pay twenty dollars, thirty dollars for a meal at lunch. I'm like, yeah, but look what I'm getting. Well, yeah. I'm and that's getting... the budget, right? <laughs> yeah. And that and that's just one meal, one meal. And it's it's amazing. It's um homemade. Is in is oh, on nice. Is on chambers. It's like this uh French okay. cuisine, and they like make everything, and it has a home feeling. So everything gets uh kept warm in a cast 
in a cast iron or a, oh, nice. a Dutch oven. Yeah, man, that they have this marinated steak that they marinate for 13 hours and like oh, this oil, this um wine. Yo, when I say it, it it's it's like eating butter, just melt. Man, <laughs> that cast iron sounds like some Caribbean type, you know. Yeah. They always use those cast iron uh, pots. Yeah. They good for making steak, I tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get uh, connected to my art? Uh, do you remember what piece you saw first? I'm just curious because I just remember you uh, messaged me and we, we had a conversation. Yes. I always wonder like how people stumble on it because I don't do any paid ads or anything. So I've always been curious, like how does Instagram put out, you know, things beyond who your friends are? You know, how do they see it? That's a good one. So how I got into your page so I guess from everybody I follow, it takes some type of, um, they analyze whoever I follow and eventually they'll start putting in people that, oh, they'll just have you placed somewhere on my timeline. Uh, okay. And I guess it's like, they'll see if you're interested and then they'll start okay. linking you with that sort of group. But since my page is so like wide, I have like uh -huh. artists, I have like a, a rapper, I'll have like, uh dancer i have like a uh clothing person so the what you call it the algorithm is not there yeah. so i guess they just throw anything at me and when they throw your page oh. at me i was like oh and that was the page where um they blocked the page because it was a man with an erection <laughs> and i was like yo every other photo did not get flagged but this one page this one photo i remember and i was yeah. like yo and then you was like, yeah, it's, it's so crazy how, you know, certain things trigger people. Yeah, I've had I've had friends of mine mad at me over that, but they don't say anything when the when the ladies are all over the feed. But then I'll get a, a text like, you know, oh, my kid is with me. And I'm thinking art is art. So how do you decide if you're if you're OK to look at a woman and not a man? You know, exactly. Kind of crazy. I agree with you 100 percent. At the end of the day, you know, is that. I guess is that line as a human. I, I, nowadays, I have to say human because I can't say us. Yeah. You know, just to be politically correct. So as a human, we all have that system. And we all have, I guess we're all wired the same way. Some of us yeah. are, some of us aren't. But when we see something we all enjoy, but then we see that one photo, it would trigger us to have a negative view. Yeah. And it yeah. just triggers us just to be like, oh, why you have that up there? Meanwhile, everything else yeah. is about the equivalence. Yeah. My yeah. thing is, like, I, you know, I, I make art that. But to me, that, that's, that's what art is. The art is supposed to. If, if it's not, like, moving you in some way, I don't, I don't even want to make it. So I don't really like playing it safe. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, I may be kicked off Instagram any day because I get the warnings, you know, and it's just a matter of me not compromising. I, I'm just deciding how I'm going to do it. And if I can't do it a certain way, then I'll just be off the platform, you know. Oh, wow. So I did not know they keep on sending those notifications. Yeah, they give you the warnings. Um, 
you know, if you cross the line or maybe somebody reports, the weirdest thing is like people that follow and then report people. I never really understand that. Like you might as well just unfollow. So I must have somebody that wants to keep following and then just report me every now and then. That is yeah, I, I was um but I was blocked off for like 60 days and I don't even know why. what I was blocked off oh, for 60 what? days. And the last thing I could remember was for music. It was like a snippet of a song. Oh, with that uh the whole permission the license permissions part. Yeah. Yeah. And it was insane. I'm like 60 days. And I'm like, all right. So then from there. <laughs> I learned because um, when I do the beer podcast, my partner's like, oh, you should put music. I'm like, no, man, I'm not trying to do that because the last time it was 60 days and I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, they got to um, figure something out because a lot of the apps, you know, they'll let you use their music, which they have cleared with the artists. But, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like um, sooner or later, one or two things going to happen. It's going to get more and more strict or they're just going to start being more and more lenient and I almost feel like the lenient is coming because it's, 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 well, it's promotion for everybody on social media. Like, I don't think, I mean, yeah, you can indirectly make money on social media, but not from the post itself. So what somebody's hiring is maybe some talent that you have that they saw in the post, but it's not like they're buying, you know, because you use somebody's song. So I don't know. It's a, it's, like I'm trying to think if I was an artist would I be okay with it but then maybe certain artists wouldn't like the way some people use their music so maybe that's part of it too like you know maybe I you know I'm about animal rights and you use the music in some way that like pissed me off maybe you know I could see stuff like that happening you know so So, yeah it's just weird welcome value customer one of those yeah. So um, as far as the music stuff goes, you know, they're figuring out crypto too. Um, it's a little different because they're trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do exactly? Are we selling the song? What's it going to be? And now I'm seeing artists like taking that chance. I don't know if you heard that, but today Ja Rule uh, uh, launched a NFT platform. Oh, nah, but I... I yeah. Also- whoa it was not an nft so you have all these artists doing nfts popping out with nfts he launched an nft platform so he's trying to be like a boss you know yeah yeah which is smart that is real smart big time yeah because crypto.com right just hired Uh, just hired somebody yesterday um they hired what's his name a, a it, what, it's, isn't from, it crypto kicks or something what it's something kicks right or no it was a uh, crypto crypto.com okay yeah okay. Some, it's a veteran who's in music so okay. what, he, what he's trying to do scanning, yeah. pay now. so what he's trying to do he's in, is an invite only so he's trying to get artists on and sports artists on, his, on that platform yeah but he yeah, didn't he break. Like, I'm trying to figure out how does that work? Like, how does the whole crypto art work? Or Thank you. And- so to make sense of it, you know, you can only mint something one time. And what, what I mean by mint is think of it like uh, minting money. So when you put it up, 
on the blockchain, there's only one of it. So just because yeah. there's a bunch of different platforms to put it on, you still have to choose where you're going to put that one song or that one piece of art. So what he's Touch probably it, trying yeah. to do is corner the market on all the musicians and stuff, which makes sense because then um, it's going to drive everybody to that platform and he's going to get all the commissions. Oh, so that's how that works. Enter the number of bags you wish to purchase. Yeah. Yep. So everybody's scrambling to either have a platform or have their art up while all this money is changing hands. And sooner or later, uh, you know, I feel like the bubble's going to burst. Um, you know, hopefully I'm wrong, but I feel like when you pick up the news and you see collectors paying obnoxious amounts of money for these little uh, pieces of art that like even a kid, like a kid could could make. It just, you realize there's laundering it mixed in there. There's like illicit activity there, there you know, it's all that because there's no way that um, somebody's actually really valuing that thing as art like that. Like, like the crypto kitties and stuff, they're collectible, sure. But I just think, you know, this whole thing's gonna pop and um, a lot of people are gonna lose money. And um, I'm just trying to do it wisely and, and profit from it. I just want to walk away profiting, which means I have to cash out here and there and not leave all my crypto in or else if, if it all drops down to nothing, I'll be stuck with a bunch of crypto that I can't do anything with, you know? So to cash out periodically means you're like letting it affect your regular life at least a little bit that you can feel it, you know? Like, hey, I'm feeling this because the, the long game is to hold on to all the crypto. And, you know, I'm 52, so maybe in my lifetime, it won't be that. But like for my kid, it, I could literally, he could like, by the time he's 25, 30, maybe that's worth so much money that he doesn't have to work again or something. And that's like, you know, the plan, you know? Yeah, because from what I see, right, this whole this whole crypto payment and is really skyrocketing. And then at the end of the day, when it comes down to like COVID, it really did boost crypto to, go to, the, to a higher rate due to the fact that um, the dollar is actually losing, lo losing so much yeah. value, so much value and so quickly. Like people don't understand like, yeah, we got a stimulus package, but that also affects the value of the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got these guys, Elon Musk and you know, uh, Mark Cuban and stuff hopping into this stuff. And what they're doing, they're getting, they're basically making it more mainstream because now everybody's talking about it. What is it? What is it? Blah, blah, blah. Which is going to draw all these people in. And most of them will lose money because they don't know what they're doing. So, you know, I'm not as worried because I kind of know the ins and outs. And so the other thing is, I've been trying to onboard as many people as possible. And what I mean by that is like, if there's somebody trying to get in the, in the game, I'm trying to help them out. I answer questions, give advice, um, you know, uh, let them know whatever mistake or two I made along the way that I wouldn't want them to make. And at this point, like, I just feel like for us, for, for people of color, this is a big opportunity because we're the tastemakers of, of society anyway, of culture. So like, even though, you know, even though people with money are buying, they're already buying like virtual property 
And it's really like this land grab that, that we don't even, our people don't really even understand what's even going on or this technology. But when they have their fancy virtual homes and all this stuff, they're going to need to be entertained. They're going to need the cool points. They're going to need that. You can't be in a world where, where we're not there. It's, it's going to be too boring. Yeah. So ultimately we're still going to take over like, like, because they're not going to, they're not going to, there's not going to be any reason to be there without us. It sounds weird, but is it true? You know, we drive all of culture. So what are they going to do? Just twiddle their thumbs in the virtual world without us? No. They need it. No. They need entertainment. They need something to so, look yeah. at. Yeah. So what you'll start seeing is like these wealthy uh, crypto people, you know, they'll be trying to bring Jay-Z in, trying to bring people in that's going to make it all cool for everybody so they can be cool. Or else there's no point, you know, showing off nothing or anything. So the crazy thing, I'm sure you know how the video games are where like kids are, are spending real regular money to buy things for their avatars. Yes. So there are people, there's plots of land and virtual worlds where people are spending tens of thousands of dollars to buy property and build virtual homes. So when they put on their, their visor, they're in their house and you can go and visit them in their virtual crib. And they're tricking them out. They, they're put, the art that they buy from me, they put on the wall in their virtual home. So if you're a dude that's, you know, you're married and you can't put my art up in your real house, you're going to put my, my erotic art up in your virtual house where you're maybe doing stuff your wife don't know about. You know, it's a crazy yeah. times, man. What? Like, did you see uh, Ready Player One? Yes, I, I just feel like sometimes movies are like an example of what the world's going to be or could be. Wow. Oh, just lost connection, guys. We just lost connection. Don't worry. We're going to get back on. Don't worry. Hold on. Hold on. We were getting good. You see that? Everything's just fine. Just give me one second. Not sure what happened. Hold on, hold on. Give it one second. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is the way we're going right now. I can't believe I did not know that people actually buying virtual spaces, virtual land, and then buying art on the side to show off. Whoa, this is like, I had no idea that this was going on. Like makes you think, like yo, you see, and this um crypto, you know, this whole Bitcoin, all these coins coming out. At the end of the day, this is where we're going. This is where the um where everything is flourishing towards. And let me just stop it here, and we'll get back on. <laughs> 